Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Kim, and it's Painting Month at Gals Guide. I'm joined by Leah, Bonnie, and Rebecca talking about our one cool thing. We've already talked about Antrice Wood and her Savvy Painter podcast. Before we drive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. All right, so here we go. Diving deep, ladies. Do you feel the naked depiction is equal between men and women in art? (laughs) I will take it first because apparently I giggled first. You did giggle first. (laughs) They're like, the word naked go... No, because I really don't think it's even. It's kind of what it is. It's kind of like, no, no there's far, like, it can't be. There's the, exactly. It's like, okay, so you think of the naked dudes in paintings. I mostly think of sculpture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't think of many naked dudes uh, in paintings, but I think of a lot of naked women in painting for yeah. crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, way too many. Uh, Bonnie always has the one of uh, having a cheeky one out just for no reason. A woman oh, in a yeah. painting just having a boob sticking out. Like, yeah, like that's that. what you do on a Tuesday. Oh, I'm like, eating. <laughs> right? I'm just sitting here. Oh, blah, blah, blah. What? <laughs> My favorite one's from, like, the Renaissance or something. There's this lady who's just pinching her buddy's nipple. Like you do. Just for no reason. <laughs> right, exactly. They're both just topless. They're pinching a nipple. Like you know, it's how they check the weather. I've had a lot of girlfriends. Uh, we've never done this. I don't know. Was there a memo we missed or something? Like, I don't... Something don't, got lost I, in translation. I think so. Uh, yeah. I see far more naked ladies in art than I see naked dudes. And I don't think it's fair. And you know what? My gay male friends agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> my husband doesn't, but my gay male friends do. <laughs> so I know Bonnie knows like a ton of art. So my, like, before, is it just because there's way more women? Like, is everyone naked and there's just way more women? Right. Or are the men clothed? Sorry, not I to think, interrupt, but no, I was I'm just thinking. like follow up with that. I think I'm, usually I've, the men are clothed because there's like several mm-hmm, paintings thinking. where it's like that's the whole point is to look at the woman and she's like surrounded True. by men or servants or whatever other objects. Snakes or whatever. in all fashion. Right. Yeah. Or if you think of portraits, there are mm-hmm. far more portraits of men, it feels like, than there are portraits of women. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily true, but you know what I mean? Having your portrait yeah. painted. Um, you got to be a very high society lady where mm-hmm. you can kind of just be an officer in a military, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And get your mm-hmm. portrait painted if you were a dude in the olden days. Uh, women get to, or women are often used as like allegory mm-hmm. and painting uh, and true. art, like the Statue of Liberty. She's supposed to be Liberty, but she's actually a woman. Right. Thank goodness she doesn't have her boobs out. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Although Lady it. Justice gets kind of close, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> She's a little She's, disheveled. She's almost there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> um, but there's pains of the French Revolution where she's it's it's victory or freedom or whatever. She's supposed to be the allegory. She's got a boob out. Right. Um, so they get used as like a metaphor a lot. Sure. Uh, where That's guys, they don't don't as much. Um, I'm trying to think of like, they probably used to use Zeus a little bit for like law and justice, but right. Mm-hmm. Cause like there's David and there's mm-hmm. Rodan's the thinker who is naked, but I'm not, I don't think you can't really use, see. You don't, get, you don't get to see his business. Do you? Think. No, no, just like backside. <laughs> He's just thinking. Yeah. 
Which is ironic because that a sculpture always makes me feel like he's on a toilet. And yes. I'm just yes. like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, but then again, I'm, I keep thinking of Greek sculpture and not necessarily um, painting. Well, I mean, there's, I guess, Michelangelo, if you think of like the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get, a, you get a lot of a lot of dudes there. <laughs> a lot of manly women, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, very true. Um, I will say about the uh, the old nudes, the like uh, Renaissance and pre-Renaissance uh, nudes of the ladies, how they all have like a gut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, it's a natural woman in that form. <laughs> it means a healthy woman knows how to eat. I mean, yeah. those are my latest. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like, did you guys see there was a fitness instructor a while back? Not that long ago, maybe in the last few months. And she did a whole photo essay about herself photoshopped to look like women as far as the beauty standards of different eras and she's oh, and because yeah. she's like a fitness instructor she's got like an awesome body or whatever for current times but she like photoshopped different parts of her to make it look more like those different That's eras kind of cool yeah it was a cool concept. that would be cool because it all just is culture and perception at a certain time mm-hmm. which is you know i like the ones where they take the different countries and they have them photoshop oh, one yeah. woman and they'll change the color of their to make the most beautiful woman, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so, right. Um, they change the color of their skin, their eyes, their shape, whatever they want to do. It's, it's so bizarre. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're like that. That's the we are one of the standard. thinnest. Like people just Photoshop all of everything out, except you know the top where they add. Of course, of course. Yeah. You have and to. And I'm have... not talking about the eyes, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> Got to have big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> big eyes are good too. <laughs> Anime that stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see uh, did everybody answer bonnie did you answer well one of my favorite things comes from the gorilla girls which is like a gorilla with a u gorilla like the monkey oh well, the funny story is that they had someone make up the flyers or something for the meeting and they were like we're gonna be the gorillas like sneak attack warfare but whoever typed it up with the other kind of gorilla <laughs> yes, uh, they just stuck oops. with it. Oh, they just stayed. And it's amazing. <laughs> we own this now. <laughs> but a while ago, I don't even remember when they got started. I want to say in like the 80s. But they did a thing where they went into the museum and they just, they counted how many women artists were in there and how many women nudes there were. Oh. And they did this like ad campaign and they've updated a couple times throughout the years. And I don't know which one's in front of me. I'm guessing it's the first since it's not dated. Right. But it says, do women have to be naked to get into the Met Museum? Oh. Less than 5% of the artists in the modern art sections are women, but 85% of the nudes are female. <gasps> what? Yeah. That's an insane double standard. Yes. 5% can be artists, but 85 of them need to be naked. Yes. What if, okay. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that if you are a female artist and you are painting nothing but nude women, you still have a hard time getting into the Met. Yes whatever <laughs> that's crazy that is crazy rebecca what are your thoughts as i am stunned in silence <laughs> oh i think i already covered it that i just yeah i agree that i think i, I heard about that study or that article that um, bonnie was talking about too that sounds very familiar so yeah did they do um where they did a percentage of how many men were naked or anything like that like to counteract i mean there might be they've they make a, a regular thing to go into museums and, like, ask the people at the front desk, where are all your women artists? Like, and they encourage everyone to go and do this. Yeah. I've seen them speak once, and it was amazing. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, they have stats and statistics for like that. They do that like everywhere in mm-hmm. like Europe, the U.S. They do it. So they might have something. They have a, a book, I believe, that I don't own yet. Oh, what? We're building a library. <laughs> we should get this book. Yes. <laughs> we have an Amazon we wish list. It. We will. We will make that happen. They had, they had another little. I think it was a booklet on hysteria. Too. Ooh, I need to get that. That's always a fun topic. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So Rebecca, you had your one cool thing that you wanted to share with us. Yeah. So speaking of portraits, I chose portrait artist Amy Sherald, who painted the portrait of Michelle Obama for the National Gallery. And Sweet. and she and I, of course, I am blanking on who did the other one who did the but we'll just talk about Michelle Obama because whatever. Because um, Michelle Obama. Yeah. And there Sorry, was, there's a song. And it was like the first time that there were two. Well, yeah, the first time that African-American painters painted the um, portraits of the president and first lady or I'm 99% sure that's true. Um, Fantastic. Which, and that took long enough. Yeah. To, I was like, which I guess kind of makes sense, but kind of is kind of. It's dumb. still sad. It's, it's still pretty still sad. sad. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I looked up Amy Sherald. I just shared, shared this link with the crew and we'll, I guess we'll share it in the, um, in the links for the podcast and it's yes. on the national uh, Museum of Women Artists, which I just learned is a thing. So that's pretty exciting. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think it's in, yeah, it's in Washington, D.C. So if you're ever in D.C., that'd be a cool thing to check out. So um, so I was also interested because she's not that old. She was born in 1973. So she's only six years, well, she's in her 40s, six years older than I am. Uh, she was born in Columbus, Georgia. She was the uh, one of the few or the only black girl in her class at a private school when she was growing up. And then she um, got into art and I was watching a YouTube video about her this evening to kind of get prepped for it. And she's just really um, interesting to hear her talk about how she got into art. And apparently she only went to a museum like one time when she was in, I think, sixth grade for like a school class field trip and then didn't Aww. go back again until she was in college. And so when she was oh, in college, wow. that's when she realized that it was something that she wanted to be more passionate about. So she was, um, she got her bachelor's degree in 97 at Clark Atlanta University. And she has all these really cool things that she did. Um, so for instance, it says after she graduated, uh, she helped organize and install international ex- exhibitions in Central and South America. Uh, she relocated to Baltimore and went to earn an M- MFA at the Maryland Institute College of Art. And that was um, something she talked about in the YouTube video. Actually, it was like a conversation between her and another artist. Like I said, I'll, I'll find it. But she, um, they asked her if she ever thought about moving to New York because that's obviously the center of the art world and where a lot of people on the East Coast go when they want to like make it big. And she had some really interesting thoughts about that, saying how Baltimore was a lot more affordable. So I think a lot of us in this podcast can relate because we all live in a yeah. city that's very affordable, even though right. if we wanted to maybe make it big, we'd have to move farther away, or at least that's like the perception or misperception or however you want to put it. Um, but we all, and she, cause she mentioned, I think she said she had a studio apartment that was like $900 a month and she was talking in either New York or DC. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everybody in that room gasped because it's yeah. like, she was, and they, she's like, yeah, she's like, I could afford to be an artist and she worked as a um as a waitress at a restaurant and she said it was like she moved her way up through that world as as a server and she said she was working for a, a restaurant that was winning like 
James A. Beard Awards and stuff. So it was, per- you know, so oh, she wasn't nice. just like diner waitress, but you know, she was right. But, right. She, but she made enough money doing that that she could afford to live in that city and also do her art. And then eventually, she made enough money doing art where she didn't have to be a waitress anymore, which is pretty cool, of course. So she can also kind of create her own hours too, yeah. right? Oh yeah, totally. Like yeah, that's exactly. Um, exactly what I think a lot of creatives do that is like a side job or is their job job until they get to a point where they don't have to do it anymore and so and again like speaking of portraits one thing that she does at least what she does now I'm not sure if she's always done it this way but she will like stop people in the street and basically just go up to them and say hey I like your look can I take your picture can you give me your email? Can you come to my studio? And she's and in the video, it's it's pretty oh. funny because she said it sounds kind of creepy. She's like, I know that well, sounds. Yeah. She's like, I know. It Nobody people of, stop you to be yeah. a portrait anymore. She's like, if somebody awesome. stops you on the street, it's it is a little bit weird. But they'll and she'll tell them she'll be like, hey, I'm an artist, and they'll say, like a real artist or what's your deal? Because <laughs> it's like she question that's horrible. Yeah, and and she mostly and I think she like exclusively paints. I just do it in my mind. It's poor. Yeah, oh, it's like do you just. Oh, you're right. People. You're right. That's the fake. That's yeah. the fake <laughs> But she, um, and she also like almost exclusively, or I think maybe exclusively, paints African American people, and so I'm sure. Awesome. So it sounds like there's even more people that are like, "Are you? What is your deal? Why are you coming up to? You know, like maybe right. a trust issue." But because she's African American, it's not like that weird. But it's still a little bit weird. So she said that sometimes, and they asked her, they're like, "How do you pick people?" And she's like, "It's just she just sees somebody and just gets a gut feeling like this is going to be a great subject. I want to paint this person." And so she'll go up to them and get their contact info and they'll, and she said sometimes she'll contact them fairly quickly, which I think would be a few months is kind of in her world as quickly, or it might be down the road. And she said, and she'll ask them, she said she had one person, she showed their portrait and cause they were like, Oh, how do you come up with like what outfit they're going to wear? You know, whatever for the thing. And she asked this woman in particular to send her like, um, text her photos or Instagram photos or whatever of different outfits she already had in her closet. And so she was like, Oh, use this, you know, this is the one, but she said she'll sometimes change their outfits. She won't change their like expression or, um, or maybe she'll change it a little bit or, but she might change like the color palette of what the person's wearing or the pattern, but she tries not to make too many changes. Another interesting thing, she paints people in this gray scale for their skin tone. And it's kind of like a, commentary on race and and society and and all that kind of stuff so it's so it's just like I just find her like really fascinating I mean obviously that painting of Michelle Obama is amazing and beautiful and that dress that dress is something else and then I don't know if you all saw there's like a little girl that dressed like her and went to the national Mm. portrait gallery and there's like and she dressed I don't know if she dressed like her I think just to go to and I think she ended up either meeting her or she sent her a letter I don't know they somehow had an interaction after that but um but yeah but the whole thing was just like really interesting and like I said like I was excited to learn that she was fairly young and was able to do this really great you know painting and they got a lot of attention and it got like some both positive and negative because people have opinions and especially when it comes to the yeah especially when it comes to the Obamas (laughs) even though it's like unwarranted but you know well I guess whatever um but yeah so I thought Amy Sherald was a really interesting um artist for both her work and her background and i will like i said i'll share this link um we can share it on the podcast site as well to show what um a little so people can learn a little bit more about her and then see some of her works so that's my cool thing for this week yay i do love that and it was one of those things where i think um 
I personally, I saw the painting because they always release, you know, and yeah. this is the official portrait of. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I know. Okay, that's cool. And then when I saw it with the little girl in front of it, yeah, I, was just, I felt like I really looked at the painting for the first time when I saw the little girl in front of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I pay attention to this before? And it's like, she's paying attention to it because, you know what I mean? It's like, is she seeing herself? Is she seeing what she can be? Is she just seeing that's a beautiful painting? Is she seeing, you know, she looks like my mom or my aunt mm -hmm. or my, you know what I mean? Like all those thoughts go through your head when you see her just kind of like standing there looking and it's so cute. Did yeah. they ever talk to that little girl? Yeah. They, um, like, I don't know how was, old she is. I, I know the picture. Yep. Yeah. But it was another visitor in the gallery took the picture of her oh yeah she just looking she at it she was a yeah queen, just her looking at the painting and then oh, she, she went, thought it was, she was a queen oh, I yeah think it was a queen, and then she went like that. and then she dresses her for halloween that's what it yes. was yeah right oh, okay. oh exactly <laughs> and she did get to meet michelle and they had a dance party uh, dance party with michelle that's oh the my best. gosh i want one <laughs> Oh yeah, See? Parker Parker Curry is the little girl's mm -hmm. name. Oh Parker, oh that is adorable. It looks yeah. like there is a video of Parker Curry meeting, um, meeting both Michelle, Michelle and, yeah, Michelle and Obama do a dance party. And <laughs> she's like two, yeah, she's two. Yeah, she's like oh, a little so a, a youngin, little cutie. It's when the world is new and everything is awesome and amazing when you're two. Until you get home and then you're a nightmare to your parents. That's a different story. <laughs> That's a different podcast. That's the terrible juice. Right, exactly. No, this is an inspirational too. This is why two-year-olds remain alive because they're terrible most of the time. But then they do something magical and they remind you of humanity and you're like, oh, you get to stay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You get to, again, teach me how the world really works, two-year-old. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is fantastic. But yeah, it, for me, it was. It was the little girl taught me to actually, like, look at a painting and stop for a minute. <laughs> yeah, because that's, like, something you just don't think about doing anytime. Like, I mean, I try to do that when I go to a museum, but sometimes you just kind of get caught up in just reading the little plaques or trying to get yeah. to your favorite one or try to get to the biggest one or whatever your goal is. And I, I just looked it up. It was... um. Kehinde Wiley did the uh, President Obama portrait. So I just want to make sure okay. to throw that out there. Because I wasn't sure that if they were, I know they too. were unveiled at the same time. Yeah, they were unveiled at the, they same were the same time. Yeah. Same gal. But it was yeah. different, two different. It was like a man did Obama's painting, Kehinde Wiley, and then, um, and then Amy Cheryl did uh, Michelle Obama's portrait. Gotcha. And she doesn't always have geometric designs necessarily in all of her, because that was the thing that stood out to me was the geometric designs, but was, I don't think that's her staple. Yeah, I just, but she likes patterns, like patterns are she? one of her things. Yeah, they talked about that in the video I watched and how she like, she said she'll find stuff sometimes just like on Instagram that she likes and she'll sometimes try to incorporate that later into a painting if it, if she can get it to work. But it's not always though, like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a mix of different things that she that she I like that she really does try to hold true to the person's personality because I mean yeah. she's trying to tell their story oh, yeah. with her eyes yeah. and for someone to say well what do you dress them in well, I dress them in their clothes right yeah. exactly. because it's their story right mm -hmm. you know and I, like I them, respect that a lot and it's also like them looking at the viewer as opposed to the viewer it's like kind of like we were talking about earlier with like male and female nudes and and paintings usually it's like 
very male gazy where the woman's kind of looking off into space and then the man you know so the viewer like is looking at her but she's not looking back and then amy's right. pictures mm-hmm. it's like the person is looking at the Just person looking they're at looking right back yeah. at you yeah i liked those those are actually my favorite because those are kind of like you know they're daring and she, and she, <laughs> look away she also said it's Dang. like it's kind of based on um the photography style of maybe like i think like she said like the 20s and 30s because that was oh, okay. the first not time. so much like ann lebowitz or anything like no that. no but just like people could take pictures of their friends and family and in a way that maybe before like even if they couldn't actually paint a person they could still make art by taking a photograph and oh. so her style is very like photographic in nature i mean obviously it's not realistic because she uses a different color and different you know, she, she changes up things, but, um, right. But she still talked, stylized. Yeah. Very stylist. Right. And she, but she said that seeing different, um, old photographs gave her some inspiration early on because it made her think like just of those old, like beach photos of families, you know, just, or pictures of people at their homes. And yeah. Posing that and, sepia feel. Yeah. That filtered feel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes sense for the grayscale. Yeah. So that kind of, yeah, yeah. So it all seems to come together with her um with her work and yeah it made me it's so amazing. after i was like after i remembered she did the obama portrait i started looking at more of her stuff and it was really it's really cool to to get a sense of her whole work just how real the clothes look like it's a two-dimensional picture and it's mm-hmm. supposed to look flat but then like the clothes really pop and then yeah. the people look real yeah they really do mm-hmm. It starts to really pull you in. I'm trying to look things up as you ladies mention it because I'm not an art expert, you know. So as you and talk, it's a visual I'm thing. It up. That's, yeah, that's always the problem with like, oh, look, let's do a podcast episode on visual thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. and, uh, there's this one late. Like I was noticing, everyone looks at the camera, but there's one where she's in this. It looks like a prom dress or a Cinderella dress, and oh, she's yeah. holding a mirror, but her eyes are covered, and mm. it's called the fairest of the not so fair. Oh, the fairest of the not so fair. Oh, interesting. And that's really pretty, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though you're not seeing her face because it's covered by a mirror, it's still pulling you in and engaging. Absolutely. And then just the. Oops. There we go. Oh, we won't let you in. Oh, now you can in. enlarge it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But, you know, is, is that, you know, how you, how she feels about herself? You know, that person? Is she feel like she's not pretty enough you know so she right. you know i don't know exactly when she's in a ball dressed and ready to party right. <laughs> she wants a dance party with michelle Obama. Not so <laughs> <laughs> no i absolutely dig that bonnie did you have anything to add do have you heard of her before i had not heard of her before the portrait unveiling and i was thinking there was something about patterns on the dress meant something but i can't recall what it is at this moment it would not surprise me with something that is for the national gallery that is oh that's cool (laughs) it's clockwork orange sorry (laughs) it's an amy (laughs) cheryl uh clockwork orange variation i think it had like is it like the uh i just looked it up on the turb yeah, I'm looking it up to see. Oh, did you have of what the um, geometric shapes? Ma- yeah, Glamour did meant. an article. Um, I am. I have T-Rex arms in my typings right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's one called The Second Life that um, is really interesting because it goes off of feeling like you're someone else mm-hmm. in the body that you were given. Oh, oh, that's that one. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. 
So Ooh. I'd look up a second life. I won't. I'll let you think about what it might look like, and then you guys can look it up. And exactly, you can pull over to the side of the road. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be driving while you're doing this. Listen to it as a podcast, like I do, and then look up all these names when you're done. Right, exactly. <laughs> safety first. Safety first. So I guess part of it was like the dress itself was supposed to was inspired by quilt masterpieces made by the women of G's Bend. So oh. it has that kind of historic um, element. Nice. That was so. I guess it was just the dress itself already had some of those elements in it. I guess. Gotcha. I thought, yeah, I thought there was more to it too, but maybe that's it. Maybe that's the magic of it. <laughs> yeah. Less is more. I dig it. No, it's definitely a painting that pulls you in and. I do you feel like a tool that it took me a couple of views at it to really kind of be like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> but then I will also say in relating to paintings and presidents, um, the whole Bush Jr. painting thing. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, yes. So he started painting and I was looking at them going, well, these are horrible. And so I was passing <laughs> judgment because I really didn't like Bush Jr. My <laughs> Uh, in all disclosure, my husband was in the Iraq war. And so I always think junior sent my husband to war. So I've been, you know, I have my own issues that I'm dealing with there. Um, but then later I learned that Bush was painting family members whose, uh, sons or daughters died in the war. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. went, that is haunting. And so I went, I don't care anymore if Bush Jr.'s paintings are terrible. That's haunting. And you keep doing you. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, he's working some things out. So He did it as therapy, right? Yes. It, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I get it now. <laughs> and then Churchill painted a lot, too. Not president, but prime minister. But he painted mm -hmm. a lot. And so I'm just like going, there's something to it. So if Michelle starts painting one day. <laughs> that would be Amazing how awesome that would be. This was, of course, would be after like her presidential run. Right, exactly. Jeez. Yeah. We need her to run for after president she's already first. president. You know. For two terms. Right, exactly. <laughs> then she can take up painting with Amy. <laughs> I like that we've got this all worked out. Well, that's awesome. Very good. Um, I really love that topic. That's, I'm going to have to look her up a little bit more. Uh, so we're going to let the paint dry on this cool thing while we prep a canvas for another work of art. Join us next week for another cool painting thing on Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.